Hello and welcome everybody back to the great inflation versus deflation debate between Vox Day and Nate. Um, today we are doing uh, Nate's third response or second response, um, which he titled The Mountain. So let's just get right into it. <clears throat> the Great Debate, Mount Chapter 3. So, a trap unsprung. Well, if you recall, there was another word in that title. The word was mostly. The fact is I knew that by cho choosing messing around ground to fight on, I would be forced to deal with Chapter 3. I hate Chapter 3. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Mises' theory of money and credit. Uh, it is Chapter 3 of that. I actually have that book. Uh, it is in the chapter three of that epic work that he lays out the four different types of money and describes them in detail. Commodity money, that is gold, silver, or platinum coins. Uh, it is money literally made out of commercial commodity. It's not paper money be uh, based on gold, it's gold. Fiat money is money that gets its subjective value from some legal standing or another. In terms of description, uh, credit money is where things get dicey. Uh, you know they are going to get dicey because apparently I have to start using terms like fiduciary media. Before, before things get dicey, I want to remind you of subjective value theory, and I want to clarify something. Just because a given value is subjective does not mean that there is no reason uh, for it. Subjective value can be manipulated via monopoly, marketing sa uh, shortage, all kinds of things. The point is subjective does not mean without cause. Uh, we clear on that. Subjective reasons are still reasons. Well, okay, let's get back to the Mises, what Mises actually did say about credit money. Page 61, he writes, A third category may be called credit money, uh, this being that sort of money which constitutes a claim against any physical or legal person. But if these claims must uh, not... But these claims must not be both payable, on demand, and absolutely secure. If they are, they could be no, there could be no difference between their value and that of the sum of money which they referred. And they could not be subjected to an independent process of valuation on the part of those who dealt with them. In some way or other, the maturity of these claims must be postponed for some future time. Oh crap, looks like Mises just said debt is money. Hell, I he created a whole category and set out specific terms and everything. <clears throat> That's actually not true. What Mises is doing here is talking about money that is created through leverage. Uh, in human action, Mises calls money that is backed by 100% reserves as money uh, certificate. He deliberately makes the distinction that credit money is not money certificate. Uh, money certificates are payable, on demand, and secure. Credit, credit money is not backed up 100%. So if everyone wants to make their claim all at once, there will not be enough to go around. Now, pay attention because this is important. Credit money, still being classified as money, must therefore meet all the criteria for being money in the first place. A dollar bill you have in your hand may uh, have been created by leverage, but it is still a dollar bill and it will still function as money and meet all the qualifications Vox and I hitherto agree on. <clears throat> this is what I meant when a few days ago even an IOU can be money. Uh, even debt, a debt of an IOU is not money. Money is payment. Money is not a promise to pay. I'm going to say that again. Money is payment, not a promise to pay. Money is defined, character, is defined by characteristics and behaviors. It is first and foremost a commodity. Always money uh, is a commodity. The question 
with types of money is how it become how it became the dominant commodity in a given economic zone because again uh, that is the characteristic of money we're gonna have to back up again you got you got all that uh, Jesus we're going to have to back uh, up again <clears throat> okay where does money come from government kings no money comes from the market and exists either inside or outside any system created by man in an economic zone a group of commodities will complete uh, and in an e any economic zone a group of commodities will compete and one of is the absolute dominant commodity will be the money it will be the thing that everyone will accept in aid in exchange and everyone wants rather than letting the market pick its own money governments monopolize the matter universally there is just too much power to be had they have to have it this is where we get into trouble Okay, so what is the four categories? I think the best way to explain this is to show that there are circumstances in each case that either aid their subjective value or account for it almost entirely and explain how they became the dominant commodity in a given economic zone. Commodity money, coins made from commercial commodities, gold and silver coins, uh, platinum coins, their subjective value comes from the fact that they aren't freaking gold and silver, uh, that they are freaking gold and silver and people subjectively value the shit out of some gold and silver because of that historically these two have battled out for the top spot in the commodity food chain fiat money useless paper that has uh, subjective value only because some government said this is legal tender and you will use it as such this creates the monopoly that makes the fiat money the dominant commodity this is never a permanent solution it's bad bad idea money certificates uh, Mises covers this in human action this is money that is backed by 100 percent uh, reserve deposits so fiat exchangeable to some commodity with a direct one-to-one -one ratio payable on demand so a government may have a bunch of paper certificates backed up by gold coins as long as the ratio is one-to-one -one, they're immediately exchangeable this isn't too bad credit money let's start with a quote from the man himself if the money reserve kept by the debtor against the money substitute issued is less than the total amount of such substitutes we call the amount of substitutes which exchange these reserves fiduciary media as a rule it is not possible to ascertain whether a concrete specimen of money substitute is a money certificate or a fiduciary medium got that money that gets its subjective value from promises to pay but the ability to pay is extremely conditional that is to say it may be uh, redeemable for one gold coin but you printed up to two billion certificates and only have about 100 million gold coins for this i like to use the technical economic term shenanigans they do things like move gold coins around from place to place to hide the fact that they don't actually have enough to redeem all the certificates but people think they are redeemable that is what matters <clears throat> so the point is the different categories can be described by the different sources of their subjective value or the mechanic mechanisms that allowed them to become the dominant commodity in a given region and therefore the money of the economic region it is critical to keep in mind though all four type uh four of these types of money regardless of their type still function as money gold coins money dollar bills money euros money uh, because of their nature some of them are more subject to manipulation than others in fact one may say that uh, they are outright insane blame law uh he had the bad idea first uh, John law is what he's talking about there uh, 
so now here uh, we still happily uh, we sit happily atop the mount chapter about chapter three uh, ain't the view grand and now with all of this a basis of monetary understanding we understand Vox's trap I mean questions uh, one gold and silver are commodity are gold and silver commodity money all gold and silver money is a condition that can be deferentially diagnosed by behavior all they fun are they all functioning like money uh, then they are money is the behavior it is the behavior that makes them money it is the commercial commodity that lends subjective value and thus allows us to categorize them as LVM in LVM terms are the Federal Reserve notes in both cash and deposit form commodity money or fiat money uh, the standard answer is fiat but in reality Federal Reserve notes have characteristics of both credit money and fiat money. Uh, does TMS2 represent the definition of the money supply? No. Like M2, it's only a useful tool to estimate. It's flawed, but it serves with uh, it serves for watching trends. I am agnostic on the claim that the money supply can even be measured accurately, but I lean towards it being pure impossibility. It's like watching uh, ants at a huge ant mound. Uh, you have no idea how many ants are actually there. Guessing is pointless, but you can stand back and watch them and tell if the swarm is growing or shrinking. What are the various components of TMS2, commodity money, fiat money, or some combination therein? Given the nature of my explanation in chapters of chapter 3, uh, four types of money, it's abundantly clear that all the categories of TMS2 are fiat money. Uh, many are credit money as well, but it is impossible to parse out the banking in our banking system due to the various banking shenanigans. And if you're listening to Ludwig, well, as a rule, it's not possible to ascertain whether a certain specimen of money substitute is a money credit or a fiduciary medium. Human Action, page 433. With apologies to Vox, he is taking... A large list of money substitutes and asked me to literally do what Mises uh, says cannot be done. See what I am dealing with here? <laughs> I will say that this is the reason I do not believe it is possible to get an accurate measure of the money system and instead why we must look at an only broad at only broad picture trends. But why am I bothering? Why does this matter at all? Uh, I ascertain that the mechanic mechanisms by which the money of an economic zone become the dominant commodity is a critical to understand how the money will behave. Uh, and I will make, and I want to make clear the, that money is not the product of an economic system. The Fed may tell the Treasury how much money to print, but it, I stand here today telling you that uh, monopoly, that if that monopoly doesn't exist, you would still have money uh, in some form. Uh, 22 long rifle ammo is a good option, for example. It could be easily meet all of the criteria for money and behave as money. Uh, for the record, it would be a commodity money. Uh, and much sounder than what we have today. I know the tactical smart thing to do would be to pepper Vox with questions and put him on the defensive rather than allowing him to sit back and take shots at the money theory dump I just dropped. I'm not going to do that though. I am fairly fond of what I've just done and I want to see how Vox goes about dismantling it assuming he decides it's necessary to even do so. It's entirely possible that I have just made his case significantly easier to explain. Nevertheless, 
I want to make it clear that I am not regurgitating Mises. Much of this money theory, uh, much of this is money theory according to Nate. <clears throat> or if you're less charitable, at a minimum, it's Nate's take on Mises. I am asking you to accept it. Uh, not the. I'm asking you to accept it, uh, not the authority of Mises, but on the merits of the argument itself. This wasn't written to score points in the debate. I it was written to make some monetary theory more accessible. And that concludes that chapter. See you in the next one. The article will be linked in the description below. You can find this on YouTube, BitChute, Podbean, um, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify. So thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.